You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Utah, give me two. Gutters from the audience. Hey, everybody, Kevin Goatee. That's right. This is our week and next week where we chose two audience members to come on our show because they thought they were good enough to try and take down a cow. Well, this week we've got George Newman on who wanted to do Commando. That's right. Everyone's 1985 classic starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know it. Before we get to it, guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com if you want to advertise with us and of course guttingthesacredcow.com every single day for articles so here's George Newman trying to throw a circular saw right in the heart of Commando gather round here's what I know He pulls a knife, you pull a gun. He sends one of yours to the hospital, you send one of his to the morgue. That's the Chicago way. Kevin Israel, name that quote. No idea. No. Oh, oh, was right. George Newman, one of our fan winners, is our guest tonight. George, do you know what movie that is from? That would be The Untouchables. That is you, Sean Connery. You, sir, are correct. The Untouchables. Kevin Israel, I thought that was. I don't think I movie. haven't seen The Untouchables since I saw it in the theater when it first came out. You Just saw like it in the theater when you were 11 years old. Your parents let you go see that movie in the theater. That's yeah. fucking. That's I cool. Think, I, I think. I think my parents didn't realize. I saw it with a buddy, and his parents didn't realize that it was like a violent movie, and we definitely didn't get it. Yeah. I thought they were going to say they were big fans of history. They go, ah, fuck it. What's the big deal? What's the big one? Nothing funnier than Sean Connery with a Scottish accent trying to do a Chicago accent. I know. On top it's of so it. bad. <laughs> it, but it's so good. Kevin Goatee, Kevin Israel, here we go. Episode, I don't know what number. We'll figure it out. Gutting the Sacred Cow. We hope you're enjoying all these past episodes. Mad Max Fury Road. We hope you enjoyed Whiplash. We hope you enjoyed... The Matrix, we hope you enjoyed. I don't know, Kevin, what's other, other recent episodes we hope you enjoyed? What do we have? Uh, what, what's that right now? As we tape, it's Mad Max. That's why I used it. Matt, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, 
You think I can keep track? We have over Ferris Bueller's Day off. Two years, two years of videos up. Uh, exactly. So happy to your anniversary to us as of yesterday. Thank you all for being part of uh, of our little journey upward and making us a part of your weekly listening. Thank you kindly. And Facebook, please, Facebook Memories was nice enough to uh, to post the pictures from the first the first taping. Oh, I was like, did? look at us all. Yeah, That's, look uh, at us all young and full of hope excited yes indeed uh but don't don't forget please subscribe to us on youtube do not forget to uh follow us on instagram we need some help and of course those five star ratings two or three sentence reviews we could use them george newman as a fan has selected a film that has drawn a lot of ire in the ask a gutter section and i shall not bury the lead by saying he has selected the, the 1985 mega Classic Commando. Right? A lot of assholes just puckered up. (laughs) Budget, $9 million at the time. A box office of $57.5 million. 2021 money, no problem. $22.2 million budget. A gross of $142.2 million. Not bad, not it's bad. not too bad for 85. No. IMDb, as we know, is a scale 1 through 10 with decimal points. Our guest, George Newman, what did Commando get on IMDb? I'm going to say 6.7. Kevin Israel. No, I have a feeling that I have a feeling this is going to be low. I'm going to say 5.7. Uh, One of you is the winner of two showcases. One of you got it dead nuts on, and that is our guest, George Newman, 6.7 on the money. Did you you cheat? No. (laughs) You don't have to cheat to uh, take this shit for it down. Oh, boy. (laughs) Fighting words. Get a little closer to the microphone here, pal. We need you to get uh, louder here. Sure, no worries. Kevin Israel, as you know, Rotten Tomatoes is a 1 through 100 percentage score. What did the critics give Commando? Uh, 51. George Newman. Uh, the only reason I'm saying this number is because I want to hear you say it. Uh, 69. One of you is dead nuts on. And that person is George Newman again. You wow. are cheating. 69 George, on the George dot. killing it. I'm not, I, I want to hear 69, dudes. <laughs> you know, we've done that so many times. I couldn't, I couldn't I know, to do it. I know, but it doesn't get old. Son of a bitch. Kevin Israel, this is uncharted territory. Yeah, this, this, could be a, this could be a monumental episode. For the hat trick, George Newman, what did the audience score of Commando? What is the audience score? Uh, I'm sure that's a lot higher. I'm going to say 85. Kevin Israel? I think it's higher, but I don't think it's that high. I'm going to go 78. 67, a little lower than the critics. Lower than critics. (laughs) Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing on that. Quotes. I don't try and leave a few for you, Kevin. I know this is going to be a rough one. Where are we going? Shopping. Use that all the time. The obvious, remember, Sully, when I promised to cue you last? Downwind, you can smell them coming. I did. (laughs) Right? Wrong. Please don't disturb my friend. He's dead tired. Oh, come on. You, uh, uh, come, on ben, come on, Bennett. Let's party. And of course, the most 80s of 80s quotes. Leave anything for us? 
just bodies. <laughs> Kevin Israel, what do you have? Yeah, well, you took all the big ones. Um, I, left to, I took some small ones there, too, because I knew there was uh, uh, more like girl George. <laughs> <laughs> That's in here. Just a line, a line you couldn't say today. Right. <laughs> um, I'll be back, Bennett. Which is a twist of what he always does. It's always blah, blah, blah. I'll be back. Yeah. So this one, he flipped it around. Well, he's, you know, listen, he's a, he's a man of lots of talented actor, talented acting. Uh, you know, you never know what Schwartz is going to give you. Schwartz. <laughs> what do you hang at the Kennedy compound and just knock it back brandies together and have it? Yeah, cigar? you know. So uh, this line is, I think, one of Kevin Goatee's fam- favorites from when he was in college. Great place for hunting slash. <laughs> Better than hunting dick. Yeah. <laughs> I eat green berets for breakfast. Yeah. And right, right now, now I'm very, very hungry. hungry. <laughs> yeah, and that's and then you had you had all the other the big ones. George, what do you have? Anything else we left? Uh, I think at the end it's either no deal or no chance when he's like telling him to come back after he's killed over a hundred guys. No chance. Yeah. Uh, these guys eat way too much red meat. Yeah, jeez. Oh, Every line she says is terrible. Yeah. Absolutely terrible. <laughs> Who are you? Room service. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Sully? I had to let him go. Let him go, yeah. Five fun facts. 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 The mall was the same mall from Terminator 2 where John Connor avoided the T-1000. What's a mall? Yeah, that's all the millennials. What's a mall? That's, that's fascinating that it was the same. There was, yeah, anyway. There's and, so many will, and I am willing to bet without looking, looking this up at all. This is just from pure, I'm a perceptive asshole. That's also the same mall in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I am 98% sure about that. That'd be an interesting, interesting one to look up. Just because I have a keen eye for Walden books. That's all. Listeners, listeners, find out for us. Fun fact number two. There was a sequel written where Jenny and Cindy had to be extracted from a building. And Schwarzenegger said that is a terrible idea for a film. And this (laughs) film became Die Die Hard. Hard. (laughs) Interesting. Get ready for this. I'm not going to let you even have a chance to guess. The two people considered before Schwarzenegger, one of them you'll go, at the time, okay, I get it. The other one, Nick Nolte. Mm, Yeah. You ready for the next one? Gene Simmons. What? (laughs) What? I thought you were going to say like Louis Anderson or something. I'm surprised this, I feel like this movie was just made for Schwarzenegger. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes, but then you also think the same for Terminator, and they go, oh, wait, O.J. Simpson was supposed to be the Terminator. Well, I would like to see a movie with O.J. and Gene Simmons. Then. Oh, my God. <laughs> they, wouldn't we? They deserve been... their comeuppance. Can you imagine? Gene Simmons, he was in a movie, uh, Runaway. He was the bad guy in Runaway. I don't even remember. That Tom Runaway. Selleck movie with the robots, and it's, it's dated. You just said Tom Selleck movie, and that, that was, was everything I needed to know. Are you talking about Mr. Baseball? He goes to J- Japan to play Japanese baseball. <laughs> Yes. Or three men and a baby, or three men and a little lady, or quickly down under. I liked quickly down under, and Never I will, saw it. I will die on that rock. 
Never saw that. Never saw that. Number three, uh, sorry, number four, the body count in Commando. Want to take a guess on this? 110. Kevin? I don't think it's, I don't think it's that high. I'm going to say 85. 102. Really? Wow. The mansion at the end where the shootout occurs is the same one from Beverly Hills Cop. That, that makes sense. And a bonus fun fact. The code that Arnold punches in to get his weapons from the shed is 133, which is the, uh, the Austrian 911. <laughs> there was like one Austrian person who saw this movie and got that. <laughs> they go, ah, ah. <laughs> no, no, his whole town saw Arnold. <laughs> his whole town saw that film. They probably, probably bought the theater out in whatever small ass town he was. And now it's time for Ask a Gutter. Ask a Gutter. You gotta ask a gutter. And I this list is longer than Santa's list at if he's in Macy's. Number one, Rex Crumb asks. Why does the gutter hate America? I don't hate America. This, I don't even hate this movie, believe it or not. It's just unbelievably overrated. Okay. And in addition to that, look, this movie, I don't hate. Wait, wait, wait. Like, don't, don't, get into, don't get in your argument squad. I just want to know why okay, you hate America. Okay. I don't hate America. Okay. <laughs> Next one. Does Commando make face painting cool for adults? Oh, absolutely. Yes. 100%. Uh, 100%. I'll say yes. Unlike the insane clown posse. Depends Sorry, on Racing how you Depends on how you're painting your face, I think. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I got to, oh my God. And now I have nothing but Tad, nothing but people sending me Mike Tyson uh, gifts and, and uh, 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 who's that rapper? Post Malone, rapper. Stop it. I'm being silly. Onward and upward. I know half of these reviews probably have somebody like, you know, they have a poster of Commando on some wood paneled wall. No, no, no. These are not, these are not, these are from the, these are from our fans. Oh, Taco Shirt Krillin. If he were to either voluntarily or under duress cast John Matrix in a 2021 remake of Commando, who would he pick? Oh, Christ. I think there's only one answer. Uh, Or two answers. John Cena. That's one of them. And and the other one is the obvious one, I thought. I can't think of another one. We have John Cena, I guess. The The People's Champion. uh, He's in everything, though. Well... Then this would be par for the course. <laughs> Ty Tannenbaum asks, was Aries' plan terrible? Was John Matrix supposed to show up in Valverde and kill the new president? How does that put Arius back into power? Valverde is a U.S. ally after the coup against Arius, presumably, uh, at Valverde tweets. So was his plan terrible? Was he supposed to show up and kill the new president? No, I don't think the plan was terrible. I just, <laughs> I don't know. I just... It just seemed way too convenient. The entire movie had a lot of convenience. I like the geopolitical question about Commando. (laughs) How does it put Arius back in power? I didn't know that he was removed from power, unless that was a plot point I missed. He was was part of the Matrix, was part of the the force that got him out of power and put the new guy in power. I miss, I, I've seen this movie 750 times. I never learned that. <laughs> Cause you don't give a shit about it. That's the no. problem. You just yeah, know that he, his daughter's kidnapped. He's got to get her back. You don't care how. Brand, 
Brandon Oglesby at Newark Knight. If this is going to be an indictment of the 80s in general, please turn around now. Just so we know an actual movie fan is helming this gutting. What are your three favorite Schwarzenegger films? Terminator 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like uh, Total Recall. Mm-hmm. And I got and Running Man, believe it or not. I actually really like Running Man. <laughs> well, who doesn't like Running Man except assholes? <laughs> Film's great. John Matrix may be the wait, most- Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I'm sorry. Okay. You're missing, you're missing arguably the best Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. If you say Raw Deal, I'm going to punch you in your uterus. Yeah, Raw Deal. No, <laughs> Predator. I, Predator I agree. Is, it's up there, yeah. I, compl- I, I can't I forgot about that. Predator, put- Pre- Predator probably runs neck and neck with T2. Nope. Terminator 2 easily beats Predator. And mm-hmm. I put Predator in the top five, not top three. Fair. Uh, John Matrix may be the most ridiculous name they tried giving to Arnold. Picking on the 80s action is kind of like picking on the handicapped. My only question, how dare you from John D? Gee, who hurt him? <laughs> you, apparently. I mean, apparently I took away this poor man's childhood. But then again, if he's watched your show before, there's a shitload of movies that I can't watch anymore because you've, just, you've decimated them. You're welcome. <laughs> I think. Kevin Israel with a child doing two months, John Matrix, one of the top boy names in the running. John Matrix Israel. Nice ring to it. What if it's a girl? How about Jeanette Matrix Israel? Uh, I was going to say uh, jo- Joanne Matrix Israel. <laughs> Strangely, my wife isn't so on board with this, but well, Dutch listen, Israel doesn't have the same ring. You had. <laughs> That's actually cool. Tell Ashley you got her a cotton anniversary gift, and this name is all yours. <laughs> Uh, at Lord Snurts and Lord Snurts, thank you so much for buying a shirt. And we posted that on Twitter because, God damn it, we love you. Good luck, George. You're going to need it. What's your favorite action star from the 1980s and early 90s? I mean, Schwarzenegger obviously is up there with the movies I just mentioned. Uh, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I thought Bruce Willis was amazing in Die Hard because he was more like an everyman. He wasn't some jacked up, roided out, crazy person, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, John McClane obviously is one of the bad ones. All right. The compound shoot them up seem. How does one guy kill that many people who all have the same weapon as the shooter has? Plus, he is out in the open and running around in most of the scene. How? And that's from Wicked Awesome. How is he running around? I'm going to assume that that's going to be part of your argument, correct? Yeah, I mean, look, an okay. easy argument. All right, all right, all right, all right, we'll save it, we'll save it, we'll save it, we'll save it. Lord Snert says, answers that by saying plot armor and protagonist powers. Okay. Uh, what does George have against Radong Chong, and why is it her acting in Soul Man? <laughs> <laughs> another movie you couldn't shot. make today no <laughs> that's, the, that, that's the poster child for things you can't do now i can't stand right on sean I, I think every movie she's been in with the exception of the color purple has been terrible i've never seen the color purple just not my not my immediate need it's to rough see. <laughs> let me put it that I'm way sure i'm sure i'm sure uh, our, our buddies at the Something Something Podcast, the guys who do our art and an amazing job of it. If you put Colonel John Matrix, Major Dutch Schaefer, U.S. Mm. Marshal John Eraser Kruger, and Captain Gordy, Gordon Gordy Brewer in a cage match, who would win? Excellent question. What a fantastic question. That's exactly what I wrote back to him in reply. That's a fine question a seven-year-old asks. Um, I would say, <laughs> I'd say Dutch would win. You know, he went up against an alien. That's the correct answer. Uh, 
I can't you know, he fight. went to Eraser rap, by the way. Eraser? Like, such people a bad... watch that movie? I saw it in the theater. I go, wait a minute. What was that? <laughs> James Conn oh. gets killed in the end by sticking a limo at a, at a fucking at a train <laughs> stop? Cool. Uh, Geek Vibe News says this is an iconic film. And the main Damey wants to know, how dare you? A lot of how dare you. So let's just move along here. And I think that does it. Yeah. That'll do it for Ask a Gutter. So thank you all for you asking questions. Oh, and Bango, our buddy Bango does the Bango recap, has not seen Commando. So everyone publicly shame Bango for not seeing Commando. He's old enough to know better by now. Thank you. And now, Kevin Israel, I'm going to give our friend George Newman the stage to task the impossible with what it seems like, and that is to gut, gut the, the sacred, sacred cow. cow. I didn't hear the moo effect, man. I can't get started. Till all, I all, all in post-production, those sound effects. By the way. <laughs> now you see behind the curtain. Yeah. Now you see behind the, the scenes how made. this all works. <laughs> so I, I don't hate this movie. I, I want that to be clear enough. But I do think it's extremely overrated, though. This movie does have a special place for me. This is the first R-rated movie I ever saw. I saw it with my father when I was 10 years old. Obviously, upbringing was a little bit different back in the 80s. So... You know, when I first saw this movie, I was mesmerized. It was amazing. I mean, the, the one-liners were hilarious. You know, the plot moved along. At the end, blew me away. I was glued to the TV. But I was 10, 10 years old. And everything when you're 10 is cool. When you grow up and you watch this movie as many times as I have, I have to say, this movie stinks, with the exception of the end. The ending is great. Yeah, it's, it, the climax is, what, 10, 15 minutes long? So for an hour and 20 minutes, you are bored out of your fucking mind. So let's, let's just get into a few things that really just piss me off. And it's going to be weird. It's, so to start off, it's the music. The music starting off in this movie is terrible. It's a steel drum Calypso revival music. It just ding, 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 the entire fucking movie. It annoys the shit out of me. It's like the sound guy literally went into the city, found a street performer playing on a steel drum, recorded it and put it on a loop in the whole movie and just sat back and went, yep, that's enough. The characters in this movie, all right, Schwarzenegger is cool, but he's just yoked, right? I mean, he's walking down, he's got the the tree log on his shoulder. I mean, that's all him. There's no CGI in this movie, but his acting sucks. And I know you're not seeing a Schwarzenegger movie for his acting. But his acting coach must have been like, he should have put in for a little bit of overtime or something. I mean, this guy was terrible. I mean, every line of dialogue was boring. Apparently, yeah, you're not cool. a fan of you're not a fan of Junior either. Then, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Junior was amazing. Danny DeVito carried that flick. Anyway, uh, that's twins. Excuse you. He's also in Junior too. Is he? I never saw Junior, so okay, I'll <laughs> shut up now. You're not missing. Was much. Junior when he gets pregnant? Yes. Yeah. Oh Jesus. That's twins right. two, by the way, twins, twins two is coming out. And, and, and who's it with? Uh, wasn't it's it Tracy with, Morgan? Yeah. It's with somebody ridiculous. Anyway, sorry, George. <laughs> no, don't be mad. So look, he's got a cool name, John matrix, and he's uh, an elite commando and he's got his pre me Too daughter, Jenny, that gets kidnapped. So he can, <laughs> you know, uh, and that's really it. The whole overthrowing the government thing. I still didn't give a shit now when I saw the movie recently. I was like, I, I really don't care. I know his daughter's kidnapped and he's got to get her back. You know, and then you got the bad guys. You got uh, Sully, 
Sully is the uh, the sleazeball. And this guy supposedly is part of, he was a mercenary, right? What did this guy do? Get coffee for everybody? I mean, he didn't, he was just a <laughs> piece of shit. You know, <laughs> and, you know, he, he was funny. And that's why Schwarzenegger said he would kill him last. Anyway, and then you got Bennett. Bennett is hilarious to me because, so the, the main bad guy, he's supposed to be kind of like the mirror image of the good guy. And you got a ripped up Schwarzenegger and you got a fat Freddie Mercury wearing a metal <laughs> soccer pin. Beer gut hanging out. I mean, what is this guy's issue? I mean, yeah, he played crazy well, but this is the bad guy. This is the guy who's going to do hand-to-hand combat with Schwarzenegger. It's laughable. The worst character, though, in this entire movie is Cindy, Radon Chan's character. Good fucking guy. I mean, I understand she's in there for the comic relief. She's the plucky female lead. But how did they find plucky. her? How, how did the casting director find her? Like, picture 1984 and the casting director walked into a fucking Caldor, saw her stock and shelves. Caldor! Caldor! Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no you, don't, you don't get to just breeze by Caldor. No. He went to James Bay first. He goes, nope, James not, a, not, not enough yet. <laughs> he was like, I haven't seen any. Oh, you, you, the one that's stocking the dildos. Yeah, you'd be perfect for the Schwarzenegger film. Well, hold on. I missed that. They stocked dildos at Caldor. Shit. My mother used to hang out. Towards the end, when they were getting really desperate for sales, they tried to <laughs> expand their audience. So, I mean, she's just a throwaway character. I mean, she's just annoying and pointless. I mean, she screams not too much. She's not as bad as Kate Capshaw and, you know, Indiana Temple Jones. Of Temple Doom. of Doom. Yeah. But still, uh, uh, so you guys have a segment. You guys say that that doesn't happen, right? Oh, do we ever? So there's a couple of that never happens moments in this movie. I'll start with one that's in the beginning. So they're on the airplane. They're in first class. It was nice that a terrorist was able to get in first class. <laughs> I wrote that down. I wrote that down, too. So they're sitting there, and he's sitting next to this guy. I think his name was Henrique. This dude's like 6'5", and they're sitting in the middle of first class. Schwarzenegger elbows him, breaks his neck, and nobody sees shit. I tell you one thing. I've sat in first class. If I tapped accidentally the person in front of me, they turn around, and they glare at you. You tell me nobody saw him. Oh, stewardess. (laughs) Ding. (laughs) Oh, and by the way, there's no turbulence on this plane because the only way his hat fell off is when they landed 11 hours later. Yeah. There. Of course, Schwarzenegger then, of course, escapes by depressurizing the entire plane, getting on the landing gear and jumping 500 feet into waist high water. His shin should have gone into his chest. <laughs> Son of that a bitch. doesn't happen. Fair. Other ridiculous scenes. Uh, Sully is doing a drug deal at the mall. Which, no, right? he's buying passports. Always buy passports at a uh, what the common equivalent, the modern day equivalent of the Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> But there's only one part of that scene I like, because, of course, Schwarzenegger, of course, is beating up an entire platoon of rent-a-cops. And the one rent-a-cop line that I still do, I'll call my brother up some nights. Yeah, I know what it is. I know know what you're going to say. Suspect six foot two, brown hair. He's one gigantic motherfucker. (laughs) Oh, that's not the line I was thinking. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking that, hey. You guys want to see me kick, kick some, some ass? ass. <laughs> I'll call my brother up and just say, and he goes, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I mean, I mean just, and then he's swinging around like Tarzan. He's picking up. I mean, a lot of stuff in this movie, Schwarzenegger did just to show off his strength, you know, flipping a car over, carrying a tree log. 
picking up a, uh, a phone booth. There's another reason why this movie wouldn't work today because, you know, so he's like, give me a quarter, give me a quarter. Like, there are no more phone booths. So, but, yeah. uh, you know, and, and then you get the convenience factor of a lot of things. He picks up Sully and, you know, he gets the key from him. And he goes, oh, I'm meeting Cook later. He meets up Cook. Cook happens to have an invoice from a warehouse. Then they go to a warehouse that happens to have a map in the middle of the fucking room of the island that he's got his daughter held at. I'm like, there's no detective work involved. They just stumbled upon this shit. <laughs> but one of my favorites of the ridiculous scenes is when they go shopping for guns. Yes! Yes! <laughs> Nothing puts a smile on my face like an 80s shopping montage. Shopping you know montages that? are the best. And this so, is the best of them. Isn't it ever? It's ridiculous because, okay, so he's an elite commando. He broke into a warehouse. Nobody saw him. You figured he'd employ the same tactic trying to find the guns. No, he finds a fully operational bulldozer and rams to the front of a surplus store. Yes. Certainly inconspicuous in my opinion. <laughs> He starts shopping at like, you know, like there's, there's a sale at pennies. <laughs> Airplane, I got you. So he's like, I mean, he's got this shopping cart. He's just filling it with everything. He even, he picks up flippers. I'm like, thank God he picked up those flippers because otherwise this mission would be fucked. Then he finds the secret button to the arsenal in the back of the surplus store. And inside it is basically every hillbilly's wet dream. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen this many guns with the exception of the Matrix. And all of a sudden he finds fucking rocket launcher like, i didn't realize rocket launchers were so retail and this is in the, the back room of every walmart oh, of course it has to be i mean i you know fishing reels rocket launcher there we go dude yeah. I, um, next time i'm ever in the south and i go to a fucking walmart super center i'm gonna go right to the back of the gun locker and start pressing like the buttons like by the cash register and go where are you going shopping <laughs> looking, for, looking for some high looking for like an air to surface to air missile i'm looking for your grenades and your rocket launchers where are you keeping them at i saw a commando i saw a ne- commando. next I next to, next to the kathy lee glifford clothing line <laughs> next to the the george three for twelve dollar t-shirts is your rocket launcher <laughs> but you know and then he gets arrested with one cop and you know the plucky female lead decides to entertain us by firing the rocket launcher backwards. Ooh, so glad she was there. That's what saved the day. So they get onto this airplane, which is hilarious because you know, this guy's, this warlord's a, a millionaire. You know, he's got a mansion, his own island, but he looks like he's leasing a plane from North Korea. He's <laughs> flying out to this island. He uses none of his equipment. So we get to the final battle. And he's just blowing the piss out of everything. And yes, okay, he's got unlimited bullets. He's basically the doom guy in God mode. He can't get hit, <laughs> he can't miss. He's not even aiming at anybody. He's got a 30-round clip with 1,700 bullets in it. He uses three guns. He also More goes than against that. the most well-fed army I think I've ever seen. These guys <laughs> are just walking targets. These fat bastards just coming out of this, this, the barracks. You know, every single one of them are just slow. They got the donuts still in their mouth, some of them. And when they get shot, they look like the equivalent of like the white guy dance in the club with the shoulders. <laughs> Two guys literally catapult in the air from a grenade explosion. And also Arnold is able to defy physics in this film. Not only does he not run out of ammo, the gun is at a parallel plane and he's still somehow able to hit motherfuckers on the roof. It's impressive, actually. <laughs> he tilted his back backward. Uh, did, he, did he though 
No. So he's eventually injured because one of the dying uh, soldiers happens to drop a grenade. Doom guy gets hurt. And he walks into the tool shed and finds basically every instrument of death known to man. He finds the axe. He finds the machete. He scalps a dude with a circular saw blade. Yes. Just absolutely ridiculous. Because the writer of this film said, you know what? I'm a big fan of Chekhov and his gun. I'm going to make sure every (laughs) fucking piece here is utilized. I am not leaving anything. I'm not leaving a stone unturned. And I mean, he doesn't really even move. He kind of just glides like, you know, from left to right. Like it's a first person shooter game. Fucking camper. They should have made that game. (laughs) <laughs> so now we get to the end battle with the final fight between Bennett and Schwarzenegger, which to me has got to be one of the funniest fights in film history because this fat bloated night, night manager at a Wendy's is sitting there trying to go up against Schwarzenegger and his, he's got no muscle tone whatsoever. I mean, <laughs> fat arms flapping in the breeze, like Mothra's wings, you know, and he's, just somehow or another kicking Schwarzenegger's ass. Schwarzenegger just killed a hundred guys and he's having a hard time with this tub of shit. So he throws him into, and he electrocutes him and he shocks the shit out of him. And it actually somehow makes him stronger. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Now I won't lie. The way he does kill Bennett is pretty cool. I will end that on a high note. He throws the pipe through him and pales him. He didn't have to say the cheesy ass one line. Yes, he did. Oh, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Are you crazy? Are you crazy? If that just happened and he walked away, this whole movie would have fallen apart. A hundred (laughs) percent. I mean, yeah, God. I mean, you know, then he rescues his daughter and hopefully bangs Radon Sean to, you know, in the proper and and the in the propeller plane in the fucking ocean. (laughs) Jimmy, wait here, (laughs) (laughs) Colonel. Watch over her. Yeah, I mean, look, this movie is just, it's just full of, I mean, look, I understand it's a Schwarzenegger movie. It's all about the action, but the action really doesn't happen for the, until the last 10, 15 minutes. The rest of it is slow. It's boring. It's convenient. You know, I understand movies. Look, we watch movies to escape reality, right? But you got to be grounded in reality just a little bit. I mean... One clip to kill a hundred guys. Yeah, it's plausible. But he did drop the guns every time. It's like you saw never reloading. He dropped the gun after he was it was spent. So it's not like we're going on the infinite ammo argument here. Right. We saw one gun. Different story. Well, in the scene where he's got the AK forty seven and he's just mowing everybody down. Which, by the way, if you watch that again, he just goes back and forth like this, and it's pretty fast, and they all just drop at the same time. It was like they were on cue. Like it was brilliant <laughs> choreography. Like bowling pins. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he could have literally just picked up a handful of bullets and threw it at him. They all would have died still. I mean, that's how <laughs> unbelievable this fucking movie is. Give me a number one to ten. I'll give it I'll give it a five because it's fine. Fine. <laughs> Isn't this great, Kevin? Everyone's quoting our creepy. shit back to us. This is creepy. We're, we're creating a fucking lexicon is what we're doing. These notes brought to you by guttingthesacredcow.com, where you can find fine-ass T-shirts like Lord Snurch just bought this week, as well as our blogs. The aforementioned, that doesn't happen, which, boy, oh, boy, are there a few in this, as Georgia mentioned. Movie news, movies we have seen, and trailer talk. Films that we're going to see in the very near future. And we have our opinions on just based on 90 seconds of... Whatever, whatever Joe and marketing whipped up that day. Notes. <clears throat> so two guys waste a dude in suburbia and their getaway car. 
is one that does zero to 30 in three days. Great choice. Got it. <laughs> the trash truck I'm speaking of for all you people who don't know. If a maniac starts driving a car in a dealership, the last thing I do is get in front of said car, waving my hands like I'm landing a goddamn airplane. I kind of move out of the way and steal that new car air freshener smell, but move out of the way nonetheless. Anyone else watch John Matrix carrying that lumber with your pants off? I can't be the only one. (laughs) You think Arnold would have thrown Alyssa Milano out of that pool and over a cliff if he knew that she'd be annoying as shit in her later years? Or maybe wait to send a T-800 to smoke her after she did poison ivy and not deprive us of such gold? Mm. I would love to know why are there more steel drums in this film than any airport in any Caribbean island I've visited? George is dying. There's no sound. Those steel fucking drums, man. They didn't. You're 100. They didn't match. 100. Oh percent God. I'm like, is this fuck? Am I in Aruba again? Am I in St. Kitts? Like, what? Are we baggage came to your right, man. Um, g- girl, George. That way they cut the illusion. Holy shit, Arnold. The SJWs are going to shoot a minigun of cancel tweets at your direction. Oh yes. Explain to me this, and this is a. I was flummoxed. Why do they yank out his, tr- his the cables to his engine in his trunk and left him as they sped off with his daughter? But then he, we all know he puts the truck in neutral and no brakes, no brakes, flies down a hill. But then he's cra- then he crashes and then he's kidnapped. So if you were planning to kidnap him, put his ass on a plane to go kill this president. Why are we? Why would you just not kidnap him at the fucking house instead of making him chase you downhill? What was the point of that? You ever notice every one of those guys have uh, after it's in every 80s action movie. There's always a cut on their forehead right here. Oh, yeah. And it's Schwarzenegger, of course, you know, he's got that the entire movie. Every action movie in the 80s, they had one that one cut that just bled a little bit. I don't know how he does this, but Arnold finds the landing gear in that airplane faster than a chick with her tits spilling out finds coke in a Vegas club. The same way everything's explained in this movie. He's special forces. They just know the shit. I've been on how many hundreds of flights and I couldn't tell you how to fuck to find the landing gear area. How the fuck did Arnold know there would be water to fall in as he was on the landing gear and when the plane was taking off? What if he's over land and he just he just completely guessed as he try and drop and tuck and roll that bitch? Mmm. I love the cheesy 80 horse shit in this film. It's so great. Sully has the persistence of a UCB rapist. <laughs> Oh, his line to her is amazing. I mean, I've been rebuffed by women before, but I sure that shit would never call one a fucking yeah. whore. He's chasing her down like, like he recognized her from an OnlyFans account. <laughs> well, he's been very into the OnlyFans accounts lately. I'm, People are promoting I mean, them thinking, nonstop on Instagram. I'm thinking yeah. either you've got one now or you're, for us. or you're a regular subscriber. Well, listen, I'm not. this could be the first picture on our OnlyFans account, I think. No, no, no. We're doing the feet one, too. That's disgusting. God. I know that, but people are in that weird shit. I don't know what gym. I'm sorry. I don't know what machine you use at the gym to build up your body so you're able to rip out a car seat, but I need to know that information post haste. Because he has to use a payphone, Jenny lives. Because if that was a cell phone in 19, you know, and sorry, in 2010, Jenny would have been, a, been a dead the, when <laughs> Matrix was too busy having a tickle fight with six rent cops. <laughs> Speaking of. Knocking the six cops off of him always makes me laugh my balls off. Always. Okay. Continuity problem. They pull into the mall. It's daytime. When they leave the mall, 
20 minutes, half hour later, pitch fucking black outside. They speed out in the nighttime, pitch black. They only had the filming rights to the mall for 24 hours. Ripping open Cindy's blouse in the motel must have made Gloria Steinem choke on her popcorn when she saw this film. <laughs> Come here. There you go. Rip some titties out, Arnold, you son of a bitch. Now I know why that, that maid fell in love with him. <laughs> Nothing like kicking a door down to a motel to finding a couple shooting a porno in the next room. One camera. They have one camera. I hope you all can beat off to a medium shot of her titties bouncing up and down as she rides him. One camera porno. Pshaw, you amateurs. Uh, I'll take unsubtle entrances for 1,000. No need to break open a door or a window. Let's rub a magic lamp and poof, a bulldozer appears to crash in front of and break down the army surplus storage, George had said. That's like kicking the door down to a party you're invited to, pissing on the host's couch, and then tugging the host's wife as everyone stands mouth agape at the punch bowl. Like, that was such an unsubtle... Fuck you. He's very quiet and sly while breaking into the warehouse, but the fucking army surplus store? Nope. What's the matter? We can't get a Sherman tank? Ah, fuck it. We'll find a bulldozer. Ah, there we go. Right here on La Cienega. I'm not asking. I'm demanding. Stop with that trope of smacking or smashing a dashboard console <laughs> to get the vehicle to start. Oh, damn it. The only time you would do that, thank you. The only time that would uh, that only ever happens, you get the the radio would go out. Ask Pep Boys, uh, ask Pep Boys consultant Kevin Israel if that's ever worked in real life because that doesn't happen. It has not. I mean, Back to the Future. He's at the line to go speed off to go eighty eight miles an hour, where he's supposed to be hitting the fucking steering wheel. Instead, he keeps hitting the high beams instead. Marty, turn the ignition, dummy. And, And whatever you're hitting in the dashboard actually has nothing to do with what starts the car. It makes more sense for you to go punch the engine. Right. Uh, not a dry vagina in the house when Arnold is in his fruit of the looms while rowing. And not a limp dick in the house as Arnold starts locking and loading all those weapons and putting camo paint on his face. Yeah. Arnold slits throats as easily as cutting through newspaper and with the same amount of blood as a paper cut. Uh, let's do some math. Ready? Two Claymore mines level five buildings in two Jeeps. God forbid if he threw an M80 or two, he could have sunk that whole island himself. <laughs> Jenny escapes and runs down to a boiler room. I think Jenny goes to classrooms with wheels on the bottom. Run away from the house, dummy. If you didn't go batshit when Arnold throws a saw blade into a soldier's head and then hacks another soldier's armor off, arm off, I have no words for you, and I hope you run out of gas stranded on the highway in the middle of nowhere. Because that shit's fucking awesome. Kevin Israel, we should smear grease paint on our faces as we do our episodes. I, I and have that music playing in the background. Oh, ding, 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 Here we go again. Someone getting Jedi mind tricked into throwing away their advantage like Bennett does with the gun. No, fuck you. That doesn't happen. (laughs) It happened in Taken. I don't need the gun, John. For someone who just got electrocuted, he throws punches slower than Robert De Niro curb stomps someone in The Irishman. He should be full of energy after getting 15,000 bolts in him. He should be throwing, he should be like fucking Faye Long in Street Fighter 2 Turbo Edition. Google that. In summary, 
I love every minute of this fucking film. Oh, I absolutely on. love it. I love it as a kid. I love it as a teenager. I love it as an adult. This film has not been, has not degraded one bit. I know it's pure 80s fuckery and it amazingly holds up. Yes, it is insane. He barely, he doesn't reload. He just carries guns and drops them when I'm out of ammo. This is 80s action movie cliches and I fucking love it we talk about 80s fuckery and all this on the podcast this is the crown jewel of 80s fuckery a million that doesn't happens in this film i don't care this is in my top three by the way this is total recall t2 and commando and i own it on dhs i own it on dvd i own it on blu-ray i own it on digital yeah i'm a fucking fan eight out of ten kevin is real the floor is yours i love this and I know wow. you do too. Impressive. First Love of it. all, I would like to say that this movie, for, I don't know how I saw this movie as young as I was because it came out in 85, which meant I was nine. And I definitely saw it by the time I was 10. I don't know how I pulled that off, but uh, it was on channel my, seven. That's how I ta- saw mine for the first time. Yeah, but Edited, were though. those movies on? Was, did they go to TV that quick? I, I, yeah, I taped it on HBO. Channel 7. That was the first time I, I, my parents didn't have HBO. I taped it off Channel 7, so I had the edited version. So imagine my joy when I saw the unedited TV version. This, this movie shaped my playing of guns with my friends for years. Like I wanted to reenact every scene in this movie. I went out and bought toy guns versions of every gun in this movie. I had the, I had this vest with my skinny little arms sticking out of it, and, and I, I, got a, I got the bad... Uh, spiked cut the bed that Arnold had, which by the way, he also had some weird mullet going on in the back, which was the most 80s things ever. He was like, I'll do the military cut, but I need a little little feathering in the back. Wait, wait, wait. Worst wait, wait. haircut he ever. A, he had a shaved head. Well, not shaved, but it was like a number one down all around except the top of Spike. He didn't have a mullet in this. Look at, the, look at, look at his hair in the beginning. He had I'm long hair in the back. I'm looking at the picture behind you. I'm looking at it I right realize now. that. I think they might have... I, I think he might have gotten a haircut because if you look Same at in every if you look at the hair in the in the beginning, he has long hair, longer hair in the back. Um, the, the this is a small point, but when the guy steals the Cadillac, who they you never keep nobody keeps keys in the car in a showroom. That's not a thing that happens. It doesn't happen anywhere, and they wouldn't let you turn on the car in the showroom. Because everybody in the showroom would asphyxiate. That was crazy. And then he drives out. I don't know how many times this has happened in movies where the guy gets in the car and just turns the key and drives away. But they don't. That doesn't happen. That just doesn't happen. No. The the father daughter montage that establishes how much he loves his daughter is is unnecessary because it's his daughter. But they do it anyway, and it turns it turns out to be really creepy. It, that that whole montage looks more like they're dating than that they're actually father and daughter. They, he kisses her on the mouth at the end of it. It's capped off with a kiss on the mouth. That was so creepy. She doesn't look in any way like she could be his his kid. They're going on a fun date together where they have ice cream and they pet a deer because that's just something that happens. There's just yeah fawns around that you get to play with arnold is smiling like a fucking idiot the whole time he looks like he just was born he like he's never been he's never seen anything before and each of these experiences is his first time the first time he has ice cream first time he sees a wild animal first time he gets to kiss a girl who happens to be eight i mean the whole thing was horrifying to me and it was just to establish that he loves his daughter you know how you know that 
Because it's his daughter. That's all he had to say. You didn't. We didn't need this whole picture perfect montage of them having a you know their family moment together. And I always say, and this is a theory I stand by. However happy characters look in the beginning of the movie is inversely proportional to how miserable they're going to be by the middle point of the movie. And this is this is a perfect example of it because you know, oh man, if they're they're having such a good time. I, f- I remember thinking she was probably going to die as a kid. I was like, she's not going to make it through this because they're way too happy. Do you think Arnold whispered in her ear after take like, see you in 10 years? <laughs> yeah. I'll be waiting. <laughs> 15 minutes. 15 minutes. <laughs> that creepy Schwarzenegger. You guys, you guys covered the, the ridiculous, ridiculousness of Bennett, but I need to touch on it too. I feel like there was probably somebody else picked for that part. And they he backed out last minute and they were like, well, you're up. And they were like, but he doesn't look good. Just put a chainmail vest on him. That'll do it. <laughs> he looked like he looked like a member of the village people's arch enemies. There was nothing. <laughs> the straight army. Yeah. <laughs> the lack of the lack. I don't think we appreciate how much the lack of like mobile phones and modern technology makes storytelling easier back in like the 70s and 80s i almost think that's a lot of times why when you see modern movies made they put them back then because you can you can avoid a lot of this because like kev said if if they had if they had a cell phone they would have just called if they had there were so many things that happened in this movie that would have been avoided if they just had modern technology so you you almost it would be hard to play this movie out beat for beat today because the movie would have would have ended probably in the first 17 minutes Mm mm-hmm the fight scene in the mall is amazing and ridiculous. <laughs> it's absolutely bananas. First of all, the fighting in this movie is just terrible. There's not a single there's not a single fight where I feel actual any uh any risk. Nobody's actually he's never actually in any danger. He I, I don't think I think he got off the bodybuilding stage and they were like, "All right, you're making this movie right now." And he's like, "Should I try? No, you look good. Just pick up a log." They didn't do any training. There was no fight choreography. He was just he would just punch somebody or kick somebody. They'd fly across the room, and then and then they had all these like he he ripped the he ripped the phone booth out of the ground for no reason. He didn't need to do that. He could have just grabbed him out of the phone booth, but he picked it up and then put it on his shoulders and then threw it over. Just because they were like, well, we need to make it clear that he's strong because his 22 inch arms doesn't get that across. So have him pick up the, the, the phone booth. Speaking of ripping things out, why did he rip the seat out of the car? There was no reason for that. Yeah. I thought it was at first because he couldn't fit in the car and they were trying to show how big he was. But no, then he jumps in the front seat of the car and drives it just fine. There was no reason for him to rip out the front seat of the car other than it was a badass scene. Like, it just looked badass, and she was horrified when it happened. <clears throat> Which brings me to Cindy. Cindy, as we've already covered, is just one of the worst female characters in an action movie. She is terrible, and her character arc makes no sense whatsoever. She starts off terrified of this giant Austrian tree that's sitting in her car and she thinks he's going to kill her. And out of nowhere, suddenly she's shooting rocket rockets at police for him. There was no, nothing happened other than him saying they kidnapped my daughter for, to justify her sudden affection for him and trust of him. She just, it's literally like a switch right after. And she went in the mall. She went to the cops. She went to the cops. She was still concerned about him. And then 
10 minutes later in the car, she's like, you know what? I think he's probably a pretty good guy. I should be on his side. I'm, I'm willing to take federal charges for him. Great character. <laughs> Cook, uh, who was the, uh, the, the Green Beret um, that eats, who we, he eats for breakfast, whatever, was also in Predator, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he's, he's one of the few guys in this movie that actually looks dangerous. Like He looked like a guy. I don't think he looked like a special forces soldier but he looked like a guy who could probably do some damage and he i'm glad he got a decent fight scene it was ridiculous because as kev said it ended up on a porn set which is not anywhere where you ever want to have uh, a, a fight but my favorite my favorite moment cuts. in that fight yeah my favorite fight moment in that fight is when arnold picks cook up by the dick he grabs him by the crotch and throws him. <laughs> and I have to think that wasn't actually choreographed. That he just grabbed for something and the guy was like, motherfuck, and he just threw him. <laughs> <laughs> but I, guy, he sweats in every movie. Ever seen yes. That? When in the Predator, he like shaves the sweat off of him with a with a racer. <laughs> he he's the Patrick Ewing of actors. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh man, you guys covered some. Oh, by the way, in the air tower. When they're when they're flying over and he's oh! like requesting, that's Bill, Bill Paxton. Paxton. I forgot. I had my notes too. Damn it! I forgot to say that one. You're right. He was also in Terminator, so Arnold must have no, no, some no, love no. of Bill or and Aliens, of course. Yeah, but I was saying just because he's in it, I'm oh, yeah. Arnold. Oh, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Why did he need to get naked to row the boat? There was no reason for that. There was absolutely no point. I mean, I get why they wanted him naked because he looks ridiculous. And I mean, if I look like him, I'd be naked at every moment. But there, he, he, he's dressed. Then he gets undressed. He gets in the boat. He rows the boat. He gets on shore. And then he gets dressed again. Makes no sense. Other than for the awesome arm up scene, which, you know, every, almost every 80s movie had to have him, you know, putting the knife. And it all happens so abruptly. It's all so... It's it almost feels like a spoof the way he's like click click check 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 and then he's just standing there with with like a hundred pounds of armament on him and he's gonna go take on a whole army by himself. That he's, scene was pure eighty bliss. Like if you can't watch that and feel a little like giddy in your heart as a child, you you have nothing touching the eighties. He was preening like Zoolander for Christ's sakes. Oh, <laughs> by the way, you know what did not make it in that cutscene? The flippers. He didn't need him because he's rowing a boat. Right. You, don't, you don't need flippers when you're fucking rowing a boat and you're right. out of the water because you're just going to go, all right, I need fl- you can't walk with him, let alone carrying a boat full of fucking equipment and shit. So then, yeah, so you guys, I mean, you guys cover the fight pretty well. It is absolutely horseshit that that Bennett had stood any chance in a physical fight. In fact, it's it, he should have just shot him because he should have realized that I have no chance of beating this slab of beef in a hand-to-hand combat. And there was one scene, like, I could have seen if it would, like, turn into a boxing match or, like, judo or something, but it was such a terribly choreographed fight that when they end up grappling and it looks like he's actually, like, like Bennett is actually pushing Arnold's arm, it's like, that, Arnold's arm weighs 70 pounds. Mm. Just laying there. Like, that's, that was so impossibly ridiculous. And at least in, like, a lot of, like, the, some of the other movies that he was in, um, they tried to get guys that were as physically imposing as him. Like, in Conan... The Conan the Destroyer, they got uh, Wilt Chamberlain, <laughs> who was, you know, seven feet tall and 260 pounds or whatever. So at least you were like, all right, this this makes sense. They got this this like this dad bod 
fucking couch sitter guy who's going to who's going to actually hold hold his own to Arnold. And I do love the end when uh, Alyssa Milano looks down at him after he's murdered 100 people and smut. Yay! Daddy's a killer. I love my dad. He just murdered an entire civilization of people for me. And then they walk back and Cindy comes out of the plane and he's just like, oh, yeah, this is your new mom. And she's like, hi. And they hug like they know each other. Like this girl's not going to be traumatized and need years of therapy. No, her dad's a murderer. And this is the new mom that she picked up who was conveniently a pilot and happened to have all the knowledge that needed to. This movie played out like a video game. Like, if you get here, you get this. And if you get here, you get this. And then you just end up working your way into the end and you get to fight the boss. This movie is exactly how all video games played out. This is Double Dragon without the bats and knives and shit. This this movie was a a great precursor to Predator. Because I feel like they they got all the kind of the crap out in this movie. And then they made Predator, which is... As a as a movie, such a better movie. The, right. it play, the movie plays out so much better. Arnold's acting is be- not great, but better in it. And the whole everything. I mean, the fight scenes, the whole. There was an usually movies with with military scenes like have some kind of military consultant on on hand to you know say, hey, this is how you shoot a gun, and this is how you would throw a grenade. And they did. They clearly they ran out of budget for the military consultant because everybody's running around shooting machine guns from the hip, which is physically impossible. Wait, remember this one scene and it always stands out. This is again, another eighties fucking trope. And I love it. The one, um, the one soldier, the shots on him. He's got the cigar. He's chomping on his mouth and he throws a fucking he skyhooks grenade like he's trying to fucking win something at the boardwalk yeah. down the show. You know, get a stuffed animal. <laughs> he skyhooks it like fucking like Will Chamberlain used to do. Aforementioned Will Chamberlain used to do. <laughs> he's, got, he's got this big fat cigar in his mouth. They go, oh, what a trope. And, God and that, damn, was, I love that it. was the one guy who actually injured God. Arnold. Mm-hmm. He gets yep. some like unidentified abdomen abdomen wound where he just like holds it for a second and then 10 minutes later he's fine and they don't even address you know that he probably has shrapnel in his in his lungs (laughs) all that said i i do agree with kevin i do love this movie (laughs) but i will say this the movies evolved into something different when i was 10 this movie was an amazing action movie same here now having s- action movies have really evolved, especially the act, the actual action scenes and the fight scenes. You compare a movie like this to John Wick. It, I mean, it's, it's a totally different class, but this movie has a nostalgia factor that is undeniable, especially as a, as an eighties kid who grew up wanting to be Arnold Schwarzenegger desperately and, and, and reliving all of these scenes. But now the I was laugh. I laughed throughout this entire movie. This movie is hysterical. This movie has gone from an awesome action movie as a kid to being in my mid forties. And it's hysterical. I, I loved every minute of it, but it was all, I laughed through the whole movie. Like I was, my wife walks in and goes, is this supposed to be a comedy? I was like, no, it's not, but it's hysterical. I enjoyed every scene. I, I disagree with George that I, I don't think it dragged. I see what you mean by that it dragged because there wasn't the action that you would want in every movie. But every scene, there was something hysterical for me or some great callback to the 80s. So does it hold up as a great action movie? I don't think so. But does it hold up as an amazing piece of nostalgia and one that's almost a hysterical spoof of itself now? Absolutely. And I, I watch this movie anytime it's on cable, even though it's almost never on cable. Oh, no, but, no, no, no. It's been, it was on for a while, like not long ago, like a month or two. It's been on a ton. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. I got sucked I, right into I it. Haven't, I haven't seen it on cable in years. 
but I would definitely stop and watch it from whatever scene it was on. This the remote. This definitely passes the remote test, and I love it for all those reasons. But it's it's. I mean, it's it's not to me. It's not as good as as Predator or a lot of the movies that came after it. So for me, it's I'd give it a seven. We got a five. We got a seven, and then the right score an eight. Okay, noted. Oh my. <laughs> I fucking love this. It's just the. We all said it. By the way, we actually no one's really touch, touched on Sully. Like, who thought that little five foot two little midget is in the fucking special forces doing anything yeah. except serving chow or or, or doing laundry? That's it. Because I was the, I was in the forest with the cook doing what? Shining boots? You weren't out there whipping ass. No, there was nothing about him. You know, especially when when, when he's walking next to Matrix in the airport. It's a child. For, it's like my walk next to my daughter. It's not even close. Critics sticking his leg out in the jungle tripping dudes. Yeah. <laughs> Yelling nanny nanny boo boo, stick your head in doo-doo. <laughs> Critics five star reviews. Critics, five star reviews. Critics, five star reviews. Critics, five star reviews. The finale is quite notable as it boasts an enormous body count and countless expended ammunition. This too is almost hilarious. Thanks to the chaotic extravagance. The greatest guilty pleasure in the history of cinema. Mm-mm-mm. One of the best arguments available for the action movie for the for the action movie as pure entertainment. Totally hilarious by today's standards. The opening credits with Arnold and Alyssa Milano are a thing of beauty, and that glam rock tune that ends things is genius. That was one of the worst songs I've heard in a long time. It's the same four lines repeated over and over and over. Critics, one star reviews. Critics, one star. Critics, one star reviews. It might have been fun to watch this when I was nine, but knowing what I know now, it is a horribly offensive film. You know what else is offensive to this foreskin? Fun. How about that, That's asshole? Foreskin. I just made that up. <laughs> Commando is full of action, but conflict-free. I don't think I buy that one. No. What? Yeah. Has it, what? what? Conflict-free. <laughs> what is it, That's a conflict-free di- like, like the diamonds in Sierra Leone? Oh. The finale is laughably, laughably preposterous, but this speedoed Ed Commando landing on a remote island, gunning down at least 100 men with fake mustaches and indiscriminately <laughs> and indiscriminately blowing up buildings in search of little Alyssa. Lots of, lots of machine gun fire explosions and disposable khaki-clad extras, as you'd expect. Would they attack a Gap or a Bugle Boy? Did I miss that? <laughs> that seemed in the mall, you know. Yeah, I didn't see a chess king around there. What happened? Oh, Chess King. Or B. Dalton books. Or Electronics Boutique, where we bought our video games. Remember those days? Oh, oh God, the, the good old days. Amazon five-star reviews. Amazon five-star reviews. Amazon five-star reviews. Amazon five-star reviews. Gutting power. The first shot we see of Arnold in this movie is a massive bicep carrying a fallen tree. Among all of his movies, this one has Arnold's highest body count and maybe his best one-liners. It's like an 80s action movie that somehow feels like an homage to 80s action movies. 
If you like Arnold, this one belongs in your collection. It's essential and perfect when you need to blow off some steam. Yeah. I want to say this had the best one-liners. I just say it has the most. I would say it's the best one-liners. Wow. Kevin? I, I mean, they're, they're fantastically horribly delivered by Arnold. Every, every line he says is almost, I, you know what? I would say half of the words he speaks are one-liners that are memorable. He's got one-liners for one-liners, right? He, he's holding Sully over the cliff, and he goes, I lied, and drops Love it. it. Then he goes back, and Radon Sean's like, what happened to Sully? I let him I go. go. It's amazing. It. Every, it. every, every sentence of dialogue is a one-liner. <laughs> no, really, it's completely over the top with terrible acting, awful dialogue, and one hilariously bad edited car crash in particular true but it goes beyond so bad it's good it lands in so bad it's the greatest there is a plot i guess and there are some characters but who cares arnie spouts dozens of one-liners blows up a lot of stuff wields an m60 e3 shirtless and one-handed what more do you want meow fun to watch a view of america 1985 Plot to not be seriously taken, but a good catalog of real places, military weapons, military and civilian aircraft, parentheses, DC-10 close-up of landing gear operation, groom and goose, and all kinds of equipment. The sideboard comments are helpful. Only Arnold Schwarzenegger could rip a seat out of a car with his bare hands. He is at his best and an inspiration to us all. Oh. Okay, USA. Classic Arnold. Get to the chopper, Dylan. I know that's Predator, but who cares? I'm Arnold. Look at my muscles. Sign. Uh, oh, sorry. Awesome fun and all the reason why we love Schwarzenegger so much. Signed, Woody Allen. <laughs> Amazon one-star reviews. 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 This happened every... Yeah, this this happened every movie I rented or bought. Video quality and playing, skipping, making it altogether very terrible. How about maybe it's not the movie's fault you're sticking a VHS tape into a DVD player, dummy. Yeah. <laughs> the, pro- the problem is Arius is a horrible villain. Without a good bad guy, you can't drive a story like this because the audience won't care. And what he does and what he does and his evil plans. Schwarzenegger gets to do his usual muscle-bound rampage, beating up guys and shooting the rest. But again, there is no reason to care about this story at all. Yeah. It's mindless entertainment. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. It is advertised as Commando, but it is Wall Street. I tried to give it zero stars because, because of this. I think that's called false advertisement. I guess they bought a, I guess they bought a Commando DVD and got Wall Street instead. It's amazing. Those are my you know, favorite. That would be. Yeah, all right. That, that's, a, that's a problem for me. Like, you know, if, if I had a hard time hearing your podcast, for instance, and I rated it two stars because of my faulty equipment, that's not right to you. That's bullshit. Oh, yeah, you people mean, do that. You mean like the one guy who did and we featured him on that and he changed it to five stars, by the way. Thank you very oh, much. Good. I didn't, you know, I didn't see that. I just, I'm just thinking no. about that because people do that shit all the time. I couldn't figure out whether to give this movie one or five stars. Either one would fit just fine. Commando is without a doubt the pinnacle of bad movie making. From all of Arnold's one-liners to never-ending ammo belts to literal swarms of Mexican guardsmen who can't hit one target. 
with thousands upon thousands of hypervelocity slugs. This movie has to go down in cinematic history as the most mind-numbingly moronic, idiotic, cheesy, grotesquely fake action movie ever. One of the best parts, in quotes, of the movie is when Arnold's character blew up an entire coastal complex with two claymores. I don't have to go into that because, because anyone who knows their explosives knows what a claymore is and doesn't do. Sign Clay Aiken. First of all, they weren't Mexican. They were Val Verdian. Yeah. Racist piece of shit. <laughs> know your geography, dope. Yeah. Listen, targeted racism jokes are funnier than non-targeted racism jokes, okay? <laughs> Commando is the worst action movie ever. It, makes, it brings shame to all of Arnie's movies, The Terminator, T2, Judgment Day, and The Predator. The plot is so moronic. Sure, the movie has lots of action, but it comes at a cost. There is no thought put into the plot. All it is is running and gunning throughout the entire movie. Caveman say, bugga, ugga, ugga. Translation, all action and no plot make bad movie. Signed, M. Night Shyamalan. Okay. You know what? It was taken. The plot was taken. This was taken in the 80s. <laughs> so, taken stole from this. Okay. I, I, I don't think it's a leap. Except Schwarzenegger didn't do any, like, fancy throat chops. He was just, well, he, could, he could barely walk. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know who you are. I don't know who you are. If you're, <laughs> I have a particular set of skills. Okay, enough. That's horrible. Kevin Israel, did George Newman gut the sacred cow? George Newman did not gut the sacred cow. <laughs> I am not surprised. That said, I agreed with almost everything he said. I don't disagree with anything. Uh, it's not, this isn't a, this isn't a good movie by film standards. This is a, just a great experience. This is like, it's like a ride. It's like a ride at, it's like that wooden roller coaster that everyone goes on, not because it's the best roller coaster, but because it's an experience and it's dangerous and it's ridiculous. That's what this movie is. You're, movie calling, ridiculous. This, you're, you're calling this it's Rolling over. Thunder? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you actually may die in Rolling Thunder. This, this movie is just fun. And it represents a time where things, it was, and I hate, it's so cliche. It's such a simpler time, but it's just a fun movie. It's just fun. Like you said, movies can be fun just for fun's sake. The plot is ridiculous. Everything in this movie is ridiculous, but it's fun. So I'm sorry. I, I don't think there's a way to gut this movie because I think that the movie accepts what it is and celebrates what it is. And it, it almost makes itself bulletproof in its ridiculousness. Self-aware. Selling, Demo- selling demolition man i agree yes. you didn't you you this cal <laughs> just looked down at your future your 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 cell your, your your attempt of assassination and the and just uh the swarm of bullets you shot at it just looked down and kind of just brushed off kind of <laughs> like neo in the matrix after he realized he was the one he just brushed those bullets away Impressive. and this cow this cow is impervious all right this cow is Never going to die because this film is fucking great. And I love it. And Kevin Israel loves it. I and do. America loves it. It's America. It's, uh, it's, America. Arnold, America. It's, Ar- it's Arnold at his, I mean, T2 is his best. It is Arnold at his second or third best. Oh, God. At his best. I'm not saying the movie best, at his best. With the one-liners and the horse shit. Oh, this is good. Love it. George Newman, this is where you offer plugs, but what do you care to plug or promote? What are you up to? Where can we find you on social uh, media? He wants to stay hidden. George, I'm going to stay hidden now. I'm going to be uh, hunted by every hillbilly around me. Like, how dare you talk down about Commando? 
Look, if you would have said Joe Dirt or Kid Rock is shit, then yes, you have reason to worry. But <laughs> Commando knows no income boundaries. High income, low income, middle income. Everyone loves this film, sir. You're just wrong. But we appreciate you nonetheless coming on. You can find George Newman in corporate America trying to get the fuck out, as all of us are. Kevin Israel, how about you, pal? What are you up to? Uh, KevinIsrael.com for comedy dates, which um, there there's some on there, so you can go check me out. I'll be at um, I'll be at uh, output in Connecticut at Foxwoods Casino on October 30th, and I got some other stuff going on, a couple theater shows, so it should be a, should be a pretty good October and November. And make sure to give us a five star rating and a one or two sentence review on your podcast platform of choice because it helps. Our numbers are doing awesome. We love seeing the growth especially on our two-year anniversary, yes. uh, which we're, we're just celebrating. So keep it coming. We love the interaction. This was a great day for, uh, for interaction with the fans as we, uh, as we saw the love for Commando come pouring out, which surprised me. But just keep interacting and give us those reviews. They really, really help, and we appreciate it. Tell all your friends about us, That's for the love of Christ. That's how we, you know, we keep moving on and upward. Give us a follow on social. We hang out with you guys. We 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 uh we interact as Kevin said. And uh, hell, go. Uh, we're trying to get a live show again sooner or later. So be on the lookout for that. Guttingthesacredcow.com is where you find all that information as well as the blogs I mentioned. KevinGoatee.com for my NFL picks right now. I am fifty-seven percent against the spread. Not a bad start. So was like, well, I'll do the math later. Who gives a shit? Uh, and Instagram, that's where you find me and my daughter giving my NFL picks on Sunday, where she eats cookies or desserts and treats and shit. And by the time you've heard this, I would play Long Island last night at, uh, at some school system. So get ready for a lot of teacher fucking jokes, Long Island. Here, uh, here I'll come. There you have it. Guttingthesacredcow.com. Follow us on YouTube, of course, and Instagram and Twitter and everywhere else. And, uh, and that's it. George Newman, thank you so much. And congratulations on winning the one of the fan votes. We had this actually split it. We have another contestant doing another one because both of your pitches were so damn good. We could not... Uh, you can not ignore awesome you, job, George. So well and great pick of a movie. I appreciate the opportunity, guys. This was great. I mean, and I just to say, uh, you know, I've listened to you guys for a while now. And, uh, you know, last year was rough for everybody. But uh, I tell you, it was great. Just like, you know, when you're just sitting in your house and you're working and you just I, I, you guys made me laugh. And a funny story. I was outside shoveling snow back in February. and It was your under siege episode. <laughs> Kevin goes, uh, who else was considered for Erica Laniac's party? And I, I don't know why, but I yelled it out loud. I go, Pamela Anderson. I'm like, oh shit. And <laughs> it echoed. Do you ever just like sit outside and it's snowing, it's quiet, and your voice just echoes? Yeah. That, that man is out there sh- shoveling and screaming out 90s sex symbols again. <laughs> <laughs> Carmen Electra. Oh. <laughs> what was the hot chick from Remote Control? Kari War. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kevin Goatee. That was a great show. Kevin Goatee, Kevin Israel, and George Newman. Thanking you for listening to Gutting the Sacred Cow. We'll see you kids later. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.